take a breath because you've arrived to the Bliss Tonic Podcast where bliss is not about rising above the human experience, but rather being your whole messy, beautiful, authentic self. In this podcast, you'll learn how to master the art of non-judgmental self-inquiry, learn new ways to play this game of humanity instead of being played, and connect to the wisdom of both ancient and modern philosophy and esoteric practice. I'm your host, Michelle Anthony, and I offer you an inside look into my learnings as a yogi, spiritual life coach, and intuitive. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the Bliss Tonic Podcast. I'm so excited to finally be sharing again with you. It's something I've been called to show up for and just haven't made this space for amongst the chaos of life. So I invite you to take a deep breath with me and just drop into the present moment because that is a huge part of the theme for today's episode is about how do we open ourselves up to more of a felt experience of the present moment exactly as it presents itself to you. I think it's something that as a society, we haven't ever been taught how to do, how to drop into full enjoyment of the present moment, to full experience of our emotional reality, and to really just crack ourselves open to what is. And it's one thing to just talk about this and it's another to experience it. It is a transcendental experience of becoming deeply open to and aware of the present moment in a way where you are receiving the moment. And I think that I can go and share some stories about how I did this at my wedding and just like had such a beautiful day based on all of the stories I heard from my friends who've been married and regrets that they've had or you know just feelings of not enoughness like oh this this wasn't perfect or I didn't talk to my grandma enough or whatever it is that isn't perfect and if you have been listening to the podcast for a while you know that that's just the way our brain is wired is to have much more of an emphasis on the negative for safety reasons if we are more alert of potential threats we are safer However, obviously, we know not talking to our grandma enough on our wedding isn't a threat to our physical safety, but perhaps our sense of belonging, which is, I would, I would say, equally as important to our nervous system. 
So this is the first piece that I want to talk about is the prerequisite to be able to open ourselves up to more joy in the present. Also navigating like when things are not joy and how do we open ourselves up to that in a way where there's undertones of just pure acceptance and neutrality as you let yourself flow through whatever the present moment is giving you. So the prerequisite to all of this enjoyment of life is in the nervous system and ways that we get in our body. And yes, yoga, yes, working out, yes, meditation, but there's so much that we can do that takes such a little amount of time. It just is mind-blowing, but it takes remembrance. It takes this almost calling out of like, oh, I'm not embodied right now. Oh, I'm feeling drawn to distraction. Oh, I'm feeling stuck in a negative thought loop. And then to just bring that back to the body. And one of my favorite ways is just through some breaths in through the nose and out like a sigh and shaking the body. Because that's the way that animals release this state of flight or fight is they shake after a threat. And so it's a huge part of my personal practice when I'm noticing that I'm like pulled out of my present moment experience is to just ah, drop in. And that sighing and vocalization on the exhales can create a palpable vagus nerve just relaxation felt through the entire body and there's so many other tools and techniques but that is just one of my quickest <sighs> to just bring myself into this moment and then as you look around you and open your eyes and take in the entirety of your experience so do this right now like here I am, a human, more than a human, on this floating rock slash the live entity of Mother Gaia, connected to unseen realms. And can you open yourself to perceive the beauty of this really weird situation that you find yourself in? Noticing the texture of the earth around you. And I have to say that this is so much easier <laughs> when you're in nature, when you have your bare feet on the ground, when you can feel the wind against your skin, when you can smell just the natural earth smells. You can hear bird song or the rushing of a river. So stepping away from screens and just being able to open yourself to the full experience can start with your senses, with a dropping in, a relaxing of your nervous system, an expanded awareness of sensory information. And then the next step is to open yourself to it. Open yourself to your emotional reality. Like, how am I feeling right now? And 
this whole point of opening yourself up to more joy and to the beauty of the present moment, it does not involve gaslighting ourselves out of feeling what we're feeling, but instead going into what we're feeling, finding the beauty in our emotional reality of like, oh, I'm feeling frustrated feeling frustrated because this isn't working out the way I wanted to and then just moving into that frustration, feeling it in the body. And truly, this is like the hallmark of inspiration for my embodiment membership site. This is my why. This is my everything. Is we bring it into the body to enhance our awareness of the present moment and basically offer ourselves up to it. Devote ourselves to what is. And it's from that place that we become the most magnetic, the happiest, and the more detached or at least a sense of softening of our attachment to needing a certain manifestation to work out a certain way to needing somebody to react to you a certain way to needing external validation it's really an undoing of the people pleasing and moving deeply so deeply into yourself And recognizing that there is no right or wrong. There's only this moment and how I experience this moment. And so this is, this is that like missing piece in manifestation. This is this missing piece that's not taught in like drop in yoga classes, but don't get mistaken. This isn't something I'm making up. This is very much yoga. This is yoga. This is coaching. This is embodiment. The present moment holds everything we need right now. So can you drop into that truth as you take a deep breath that this moment is actually all that you need, this breath. And when you recognize that, when you feel that, on a body experience level, not just like, okay, I understand that we're all one, right? It's way different than experiencing that connection in this spiritual body that we're in. It's something that I think gets confused in spiritual communities that ascension isn't about escaping the body, lifting up into the third eye forever and ever, And then we're in samadhi and life is good. And then because we've lifted out of our human experience, is that it's my understanding that ascension is about a grounding of spiritual energies into the body by refining and practicing with the tool of the human body. We have everything we need in this human body to come back into a state of remembrance of who we are and why we chose to incarnate at this time, the capacities that are available to us 
the faculties inside of this human body beyond what is common, beyond what is day-to-day use of this human body. And the more you study yoga and other spiritual traditions, the more you realize that there is so much more potential that the capacity of this human body is so much more than we use on a day-to-day basis. Science even knows that we don't use the full capacity of our brain. That there's so much gray matter and we don't really even understand what that means necessarily. And so as you open up to the present moment, you're opening up to possibility. Like maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I don't need to know everything. Maybe I have every single thing I need right here, right now in my body. And if you just open yourself up to the present moment, not just saying, okay, I'm present now, 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 but into a deeper sense of sensation emotional experience not just awareness and I think this is where this self-help personal development world kind of gets a little bit of it can put us back into this cycle like we're just have an awareness and then we have an awareness that we're still doing the thing but then we have more awareness that we're doing the thing and then we know why we're doing this thing even though we don't want to be doing this thing And we're still in this cycle. And what instantly draws us out of this cycle, even just for one moment, is deep presence through an experience in your body. Not in the mind, but feeling in the body. Like this moment is all there is. And how can I open myself up to the beauty and the pain and the grief and the hope and possibility and power of this moment? And let that be my guide instead of my subconscious programming, instead of my habits and samskaras. And so how do we do that? By having a practice of embodiment where we spend time going to deeper levels of experiential awareness. Because this is, like I said, that place where we get stuck in personal development is knowing the cause of our disharmony or the habits that keep us in the cycle of suffering doesn't necessarily clear them. And I'm sure that that's controversial to some spiritual belief systems of like, and I remember hearing this at the beginning of my spiritual journey of like, if you just discover the root of your issues, it'll just go away. And I just remember like, being like, I've done the fucking work. (laughs) I know why I am like this. Why won't it go away? And I think that that can be a really harmful belief to perpetuate. Like, If you just know the source of your suffering, it goes away. It doesn't. There's so many other layers. And maybe, you know, maybe it does for somebody. I don't know everything. 
Maybe it does for some people. But in my experience, it's, it just shortens the time span of being stuck in the pattern of like, oh, I'm in a pattern. Okay. And that's because of this childhood experience, blah, blah, blah. I can choose something else. But all of that is very cerebral. Like what's going on on a body sensation? And just a reminder for those of you who have forgotten that we experience emotions on a sensation level. How do we feel our feelings in the body? We don't feel our feelings by just going into that emotion and recognizing where it came from, the root cause, and then trying to heal it or clear it. It's actually the key is to go fully into our primal nature of like, oh, this is the sensation in the heart and breathe life into that emotion. Give it the time of day. Give it your full presence. Devote yourself to that emotional space. And in a book from Pema Chodron, in actually, it's so funny. I just have it in front of me. I think it's called Taking the Leap. Yeah. Freeing ourselves from old habits and fears. So funny that I have it right in front of me. It talks about how our emotions actually only last about 90, 120 seconds. But the fact is we get caught in the story. And then the story perpetuates the emotion. And then the emotion perpetuates the story. And that's how we get ourselves in these cycles that we desire to break ourselves free from. And this personal development work just sometimes adds to the story of like, oh, it's because of this childhood experience. And maybe there's a taste of blame mixed in there of like, because this person did this, I am this way. Even if it's not, you know, in like very noticeable. Maybe there's just this little taste of resistance or blame or it shouldn't be the way that it is or I... And this is like this piece of shadow work that maybe is like, uh, maybe I'm just a fucking downer, but the world is a really beautiful, really shitty, really scary, really joyous place. And that's just the truth of the duality we're in. Is that there's a lot of fucked up stuff that happens that we cannot control to us. There's a lot of stuff that we do that perpetuates suffering for others. It's just the truth of the world. And if we can start to hold just our own difficult emotions, if we can just start to transmute our own experiences by giving ourselves to them, by worshiping at the altar of the present moment exactly as it exists right now. Like maybe I can feel the pain of this childhood experience and not just know about where it came from and want to heal it. But what if it's okay? What if I can handle it? Yes, it sucks. Oh, and then I can devote myself to that feeling of, ah, oh, this sucks. Oh, and this emotion that rises. Oh, and then I can, as I'm experiencing that, I can bring my nervous system into a state of relaxation. I can call upon spiritual energies to awaken as I am feeling these difficult 
emotions. And that is so incredibly healing. It's something that like you can take my word for, but putting it into practice, God, it's life-changing. You're not in your head anymore. You can actually enjoy the present moment. And this kind of embodiment has completely changed my life to become a more open-hearted version of myself, a more resilient version of myself, a more honest version of myself, where I can honor my whole truth and I can feel it all and it's enhanced my capacity to feel joy in the present moment no matter what is in front of me. No matter what's in front of me. I don't have to try to pull myself out of this current experience so I can stay high vibe enough to manifest something better. But that's the key is when you open yourself to the present and can just taste a little bit of joy where you can taste your sorrow. It increases your capacity for more. Like I can hold more. And doing shadow work, you know that oftentimes what we desire, we also fear and want protection from. That there's underlying subconscious beliefs that if I get what I want, then I lose something. If I get what I want, then maybe I'm going to lose it and I don't want to go through that. If I get what I want, maybe it's not going to be enough. If I get what I want, maybe I'll become a bad person. And so these subconscious beliefs kind of keep us from making the changes we need to make, keep us from opening to the present moment in ways that are going to be helpful to us not just now but later so really this practice is opening to sensation and embodiment is so much more than just deep breaths and getting into the body but it's i can hold this it's this visualization it is the intention it is one pointed concentration in motion with the intention of opening yourself up to more and it is so sacred it opens you to your own divinity. Like, why did I incarnate into this place of duality? It's not just to escape it, right? So how can I open to the duality? Let it in. Let it touch me. Let it crack me open. Let it break me. Let it rise me up to the heights of human emotion to my capacity to feel all the way into the lows of my human experience. And this kind of open-hearted living is the byproduct of the embodiment that I've been practicing. And this kind of open-hearted living helped me navigate so quickly from things not working out exactly how I thought they would to just being so present on my wedding day. So present to like, I'm going to let everybody have their own experience because I can't control what they're feeling. If I just focus on myself and regulating myself and being open-hearted 
in my own experience. I have to leave room for others to have their own experience. There has to be that spaciousness. I can't control other people. I can only focus on building one point in concentration into the present moment in action. Through sensation. And so how do you start to practice this? You start by any time like you're genuinely happy. I find it's easier. Actually, it just depends. Depends on the moment and the circumstance. Sometimes it's easier to start with positive emotions. Sometimes it's harder. But next time you're genuinely just like happy about something in life, go into your body. And here's the trip. When you find that, like, okay, what is the sensation in the body? Where does it exist in the body? Is it tingling? Is it warmth? Is it what's here? Starting with bodily sensation is acknowledge your mind is going to want to pull you out of the moment because that is what it's practiced in doing. And even your distraction is welcome in this practice. Even your distraction is okay because it's here. If it's here, It's welcome to the table, and what's welcomed to the table can be alchemized. What is pushed away or pushed down will always return. And can we just surrender to this, like, maybe we'll never fucking be done. Maybe I'll never, quote-unquote, be enlightened. Maybe I'll never get what I want. Maybe I'll never be happy in the way that I feel like I need to be in order to be okay. So how can I just be okay right now? How can I hold my heartbreak? How can I hold my peace and my joy for longer periods of time? For longer periods of time. And that is it. You don't have to hold it forever. You don't have to always stay in a high vibe state. But the practice is, can I stay focused on my current experience of the moment for longer periods of time? Not getting mad at myself when I, my mind distracts me, acknowledging that that's what the mind does. That's the mind's dharma, is to just be constantly running like a motor. And we can give that motor direction, of course, and that is the practice. And that's all yoga talks about. One-pointed concentration. One-pointed concentration. There's endless tools in the yogic tradition to be able to draw our awareness. One-pointed, whether it be an external drishti, an internal drishti. But here is the map that I subscribe to. We have with as within, so without, as without, so within, above, below. That ancient yogis understood that we are a microcosm of the macrocosm, that we have an entire world within our body, that our body is the yantra. We are this map. 
And so if we devote ourselves to the yantra in our body as it is right now, what if we worship this moment even in our heartbreak? What happens? Just try it. And I'm telling you, it is life-changing. I could just cry talking about it right now. (laughs) It's life-changing to be able to experience a peace and a joy in the present moment, to be able to experience your quote-unquote difficult emotions in the present moment and devote yourself equally to them as you devote yourself to your manifestations, visualizations, positive emotions. If you devote yourself to those quote-unquote difficult emotions, say, "Can I can hold this. I can love myself through this. I can regulate myself through this. I can do this nervous system regulation. I can hold myself and rock back and forth. I can do my vagus nerve eye trick. I can do sighs or humming. I can shake or bounce. There's so many different tools that we can call upon beyond just yogic practices that regulate your nervous system. So you train yourself. I literally can hold anything. I can physically hold the paradox of I'm deeply aware of the pain my emotional body is in and I'm okay because I got myself as I'm regulating my nervous system, as I'm like, I'm in my body, I'm feeling the edges of my body, I'm bringing pleasure into my body, and I'm not okay. And I just feel like I need support and I have none. Oh, and I got me. And you get to hold all of it at once. That's the beauty of holding the paradox. You can hold it all at once. To me, that is ascension. That is enlightenment. The journey of enlightenment is just as important as the end state. And that's what came through for a piece of the July Akashic theme inside of my embodiment membership whip. Is the Sutra 117. And specifically taken from the secret of the Yoga Sutras, the book. It's my favorite Yoga Sutra book. And it talks about how there's different states of samadhi and the journey is samadhi in and of itself. And some of us take, you know, the train. Some of us take a bike. Some of us walk. And so we all reach it this end goal in a different way. We got to stop and enjoy the view. We got to take breaks and pauses. Sometimes we get lost and turned around and lose our way. And that journey is equally as important and its own version of Samadhi. And so this July Akashic theme that came through is pathways to perceptible joy And specifically, it came through in the context of like shoots and ladders. That this month is like twists and turns and curveballs you didn't expect. And the wisdom is how can you hold it? How can you hold trust? How can you hold surrender? And how can you navigate your desire 
all at the same time? (laughs) And the answer, of course, in my opinion, is embodiment. Practicing holding and opening yourself to more sensation. And they say that that's what manifestation is, is the art of practicing holding sensation. Oh oh my God, I'm so glad that I sat down to record this for you. And it's just been, it's been so great. My God, I feel like I need to get back into like the rhythm of recording these more often. Not necessarily like on a weekly basis, because I've just learned that I like the freedom to just follow my inspiration. And sometimes the truth is that I'm a human, I'm a householder, I'm a mother, I'm a partner, I own multiple businesses and sometimes my inspiration and my energy and my free time don't line up and that's fucking okay. (laughs) And I still get to serve you in the way that I, I can serve you when I can serve you. So yeah, I hope that you let that apply to your own life as well, acknowledging that it's not always aligned. And sometimes it serves us to push through, to get up early, to like make the sacrifices. And sometimes it's okay to just free float in a state of surrender until the time is right. So if you're in that space, become goo. Surrender to the confusion. Surrender to the uncertainty. And I think that is just the wisdom of the month is how can you surrender even deeper to what is to the uncertainty to even to your doubt even to your doubt so if any of this is speaking to your soul send me a message or follow the links in my show notes and get inside of whip try it for one month if it doesn't serve you You can cancel your membership. WIP is work in progress or wisdom in practice. There's another one with witch in there that I have. Witch in practice. Like it's embodied witchcraft where we cast spells of deep presence, of manifestation, of shadow work, of paradox in the body. It is such deep work. And it's like working with me one-on-one. We have a small, amazing, beautiful group. We have weekly live classes at least. Oftentimes we'll have special guests or extra bonuses. And we have a membership site where I share journal prompts or something to think about through the week. And I also channel a monthly Akashic theme for you to just take in and it serves as a guide for the month of just how can I work with these energies and we utilize that oftentimes in our themes for the weekly classes as well you also get a library of all past classes and they're just so powerful everything from just more dance focused embodiment and dance not being like you gotta look a certain way or like be sexy and none of that shit more so a way to use breath sound movement touch energy work 
shaking, tapping, bouncing, everything to be more present, to drop into the endless flow of the infinite present moment. And it's only $77 a month. To be honest, the depth of the work we do in there, like just I could sell one class for $77. So if you just do one class a month and you really devote yourself to it, and you practice and you allow your distraction to be there without making yourself wrong for it, it's worth it. So there's a link in the show notes to join. If you want to give it a try and you're unsure and you have questions or you can't afford it, send me a message. Like, let's just chat. I'd love to have your energy in this space. This month, I'm also opening up a brand new Akashic Q&A. Spirit has really been guiding me to open to more of my gifts connecting to the unseen world. Quite hesitantly, I've been listening. (laughs) Not really hesitantly, more so just like, okay. I've gone from having no boundaries with spirit to super firm boundaries with spirit since I discovered the Akashic records and just opened them and I closed them. And the message that came through one of our one of our embodiment practices inside Whip this month. Oh my God, it was so powerful. And at the end, we did some channeled um, messages, channeled journaling. I had a message from, you know, our guides or from our future parallel selves. And this message came through that it's time to really step into my gifts as far as connecting to spirit and not turn off my gifts when I turn off the lights. And so when that message came through, I was like, oof, man, okay, what does this exactly mean for me? Because I have all these ideas of like, Oh, then I'm going to be doing, you know, work in the spirit realm in my dreams. I'm going to have to do so much more protections. I'm going to whatever. But the clarity that came through is just go live on TikTok. It's so simple and silly. And in my mind, I, you know, scroll through all these people doing like Reiki or ASMR or stuff like or readings. And I guess maybe I like have some subconscious judgment around it, but I got this message, just go live on TikTok. And so I did. And it took me a while on that live to figure out like, okay, how do I, how do I want to serve here? And kind of what I discovered felt good was like whoever was live, I didn't need to know their names or whatever. I just tuned into their energy. I was like, oh, what message do all these people who are currently live need to hear? Or for one of the people on the live. And it just was like, at one point I had two people on. And this really strong message from Spirit came through around, okay, somebody here is like into Reiki and they're not using their gifts. <laughs> and it ended up being somebody I knew and 
And they were like, fuck. (laughs) And I just think like, that's my surrender. It's like, maybe even one person will listen to this episode. Like maybe more. doesn't really matter. What matters is that I'm like showing up from this space of surrender and just like asking spirit to use me. Like use me. And if my ego gets out of the way, it doesn't matter if like I gained any followers or like made any money or I served that one person with that message from spirit. So if you're hearing this too and you're like, it's not enough or doesn't look the way you thought it was or you're doing things in accordance to another person's template, that's a huge message for the July Akashic theme too is to just like lift up your structures and build anew. What works for another person won't work for you. Step into your own blueprint and live how you are inspired to live. You know, that almost rhymed. Anyways, I'm going to step out. I would love for you to join WIP. Try it for a month. Send me a message if you have questions. I can't believe this was 40 minutes. Holy shit. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to Kyle Piper for editing this podcast. I have so much love for you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a deeply present day.